Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. I am sitting down with not just a dear friend, but honestly a brother today. And I am so honored and grateful to bring you somebody who I feel like I have been lockstep growing with on this entrepreneurial journey. And we have been through the creation stage. We have been through the build stage. We have been through the peak stage. We have gone up and down the roller coaster together in the last four or five years that we have become deep friends and connected in business. So I'd like you to welcome on the show today, Mr. Jim Carter. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I'm so excited just to essentially have a conversation that we would likely have on the phone for our multiple hour catch-ups anyways, and we're just throwing a mic in front of our faces and bringing you along with us. Yeah, finally doing it. We we talked about this for, for a while, and you know, even just from recent events, which it would be fun just to maybe share these stories and, and things like that along the way, is it's important that we we do take the time to remind everybody that we're all in this together. It's running it, running a business is hard. And you've helped me through so many of those hard situations and coached me through a lot of those conversations. And I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful as well, just to call you a sister because we met in our fast foundations program, a very, very first one. And, you know, I'll never remember, I'll never forget, how much we we connected early on and it just goes to show the power of when you find somebody that really really lights you up really it really helps find an aspect of you that that shines you know to hold on to them um, mm-hmm. in business and life and I'm just incredibly grateful that 
we connected and that we we both got in that room and we both had no idea what the hell we were doing <laughs> very early literally. on. Literally. Literally. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> I try to not use literally too much, but that is one of the uses is we both looked at each other like, what are we doing here? You know, mm. and here we are, what, almost four years later. And it was quite the ride. So for context, Jim and I met in 2019 in a room called Fast, Foundation, Fast Foundations Mastermind. If you don't know this, Jim now owns that mastermind. We'll get there in the story, but I'm going to give you a little plot twist and give you that as a nugget to stay with us here for our conversation. And Jim had come from this incredible background in tech, and I'll let you tell your story here in a minute. And I had come from a background in human resources, and we landed in this mastermind through, honestly, varying varying rounds of like people that knew people that knew people and eventually found these two beautiful humans called Chris and Lori Harder. And we were sitting in this room with 40 other entrepreneurs, some further along than others. And I remember looking at Jim because there was a challenge and it was in our first, I guess, week that we were weekend, we were together and we had been challenged to hop on Instagram and go live and tell people on Instagram, our communities on Instagram, what we were doing. And Jim and I looked at each other and both said, oh, heck no. Like our internal compasses both went in a hundred miles a minute. We were so nervous. We were very uncomfortable, which is exactly why you get in mastermind rooms. And from that moment on, everybody else was hopping on lives like it was no big deal. And Jim and I are cracking up over how nervous we were to press live now on Instagram and just share openly and authentically about what we were doing. And here we are four years later after so many life experience, business experiences and throwing mics in front of our face and that is what we now do. Sharing is a part of entrepreneurship. It's a part of community. It is a part of how we stay connected and realize that we're not alone in this journey. And that's really what this podcast episode is going to be all about. It's uh, it's humorous to think about, right? And in fact, I'm going live tomorrow to talk about a, a new thing I'm doing and just had the idea this morning. And I was like, perfect. So I posted about it, scheduled about it, texted my list about it emails going out in about 25 minutes as the schedule should hit that that's ironically funny <laughs> that that's the conversation and i i think that that's it didn't take four years for for us to get comfortable with that but looking back realizing how far one can come just by doing the things that you know you need to do really tells a story of the difference between those who show up because they are ready to tackle something new that they didn't think they needed or they wanted to versus those that don't actually do that messy action. Try something, try something different, try something scary. I mean, I, I remember both of us, we sweaty pits, we were outside. We're just like, how to, I see the button. Like we're, we're, we're not idiots. Like the button to go live is there, but I don't want to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> just I don't know why what am I going to talk about why would I go live why would my nine followers care what I'm going to say live and when when we finally kind of sat with that and we realized how hilarious it was that we were terrified to do that I, I think that's really what bonded us so much closer because now we can look back on that 
And we can attribute being scared and doing it anyways to a lot of the things that have brought us a lot of joy. It's brought us a lot of success and it's brought us a lot of wonderful people to, to join us along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jim, take us back as far as you want to go, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story and for others to kind of tap into who you are, your background, your genius, and where you are today. And as we go, I'm sure we'll we'll pick apart little pieces that we've been on the kind of path together, but just share your story. <laughs> I'll jump around a little bit, but these days I like to say I'm a recovering software engineer because I spent about the last two decades of my life building empires through software. That's That's been my ethos. And it started when I was probably finishing elementary school. My, my, my parents got our first home computer. Um, this was early nineties. And I just, I, I had this, like this attraction to what that computer could produce. Like what, what the, the unknown mm-hmm. inside of it, the, the abilities that were yet to be discovered yet to be created. And my dad had gotten a uh, DOS programming for dummies book. Do you remember the dummies books? Like the dummies, the idiot yeah, series, the all this stuff. Yellow and great. black covers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a great marketing tactic. It totally worked. My dad got it and he felt like a dummy because he couldn't figure out how to actually code in DOS, even though he really wanted to. And he gave it to me and I ended up reading most of it and picked it up and started doing it and showed him how to do it. And he was like, oh, it was like, that was the first sign that, you know, everybody called me Jimmy, you know, young. So he was like, Jimmy's got this, like, we're, we're going to have to figure out how to keep up with the computer for him. <laughs> and that was the first very early sign that I just, I had this attraction about like, maybe I could be part of this. Maybe I can actually create along the way and fast forward a bit. And I started writing programs and I, I started using it more and my scout master at the time, you know, I'm an Eagle scout. So for the the, the, the scouts is, is kind of the, the, the global depiction of what that program is, but at least here in the States, it's called the Boy Scouts of America. Um, I, I ended up achieving the rank of Eagle, which I'm really proud of, which means I dedicated my entire youth life to this program from first grade all the way through high school. And at the, at the time, my scoutmaster, he had a computer repair shop and he had all these extra spare parts. And my dad was talking to him about how he had got a computer and he was, you know, his son was really interested in it. And he's like, oh, I'll just drop some stuff off and he can put some stuff together and start creating. And I just took that as like this. I feel like that was my very, one of my very first unfair advantages that I decided to actually act on that. That was when I saw this opportunity and I decided to make something out of it. Now let's rewind, right? In the mid to almost late nineties, Nobody's just hopping on Google with, you know, a fiber optic connection and nobody's on their phone to be able to say, how do I plug this thing into my computer? At the time when you were building a computer, you had to have all the parts, put everything together. You were moving jumpers on a motherboard. If you got it wrong, the board could explode. Like it took time to figure this stuff out. And I had all the time in the day. (laughs) So I I took this as my challenge to actually understand it at, at its root. And I just got better and better at it by continuing and trying. And that served me really well, where it was like a solid competency, but also a willingness just to give it a shot. And at the time I went into it feeling like I had nothing to lose because they were all extra parts. 
And that was like the second piece that really served me well, which is showing up like you've got nothing to lose. Still okay to be scared, but like to just try. And those are some of the things that really kind of jump-started me when I got then into high school and I had the best computer on the block. Um, I had friends coming over to check out what I had built because nobody could afford just to buy something like that. I grew up in a very average middle-class home. We didn't have extra money. So things like this went a long way. And then right out of high school, I sort of got into this, okay, it's my turn to create. And that's when I started my first business, floated between different gigs and jobs and went to an art school, ended up contracting for my instructors because I finished my I, I finished my projects a little too early. And they're like, you have extra time because I have clients and I'm looking to actually do these things. And it, it just kind of turned into the snowball of finding opportunity and going for it from there. And fast forward a bit, and I, I spent I spent a lot of my professional career just really trying, really open up, opening myself up to seeing what's possible. And that's afforded me the privilege to be able to work with everything from Fortune 15 companies to creating my own startups to relocating my family up to the Bay Area, which is software engineering mecca, you know, for for a tech guy like myself. Mm-hmm. And and also just growing and scaling teams and companies and trying and failing and learning. And it got us into the room together. And it got me the opportunity to be known for what I love, which is finding ways to use technology creatively to add more value to your life. And here I am today um, as just the next big iteration of what I love to do and trying to remember some of those principles to get me a little bit further. Mm. There's so many principles there that you just talked about that are so relevant to all phases of life. Right. You talked about just even the willingness to try, right? Willingness. When I'm thinking about talent specifically, if I'm hiring for, let's say, a leader in a role, willingness is one of the core competencies and core characteristics I look for in a human to know if they're going to be successful or not. It's a trait that over 15 years of hiring people has proven time and time again to equate to people who are actually high performers and achieve more because there's a willingness to just try, even if they don't get it right, even if they fail, even if there's bumps and bruises along the way, there's also a a resilience that can show up with willingness, which is an interesting kind of correlation that I've noticed just in human patterns and human behavior over 15 years. And so that's always a word that I look for. And I heard you mention willingness multiple times in your story. Absolutely. It's life's too short for mm-hmm. status quo and complacency in my book. So I like to try. I like to do something different. You know, I I have two daughters, um, just like you. Um, mine um, are a little bit separate in ages, which, which is okay. So I get to see how they how they grow in different stages. But you know, even some of the recent changes that that I've been through with businesses and everything that I'm doing right now they're old enough, they're now 12 and 10 and a half, that they see me showing up and trying. And and that's the most important part, right? Is being the proof to your kids if you want to do it for your kids. Don't just say you're doing it, do it. And I was very honest with them about when business is good and they see that, they're like, daddy, you're really happy. And I'm like, yeah, girls, we're making some money. Like life is good. But then also when when business is rough, you know, I'll, I'll go to them and I'll say, you know, I want you to know that I've got a lot on my mind right now. We're fine. Our family's protected. 
your house is good, you know, everything's fine. We have food, but just want you to know if, if, if I'm a little short, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I come across that way, I just want you to know I have a lot and, and they understand that it's not all rainbows, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are going to be some dark days, but we still go to Disneyland. We still play volleyball in the front yard. We still color. We still, you know, I, I, I still find time to do those important things because being a family man is number one for me. Mm-hmm. Everything else just adds to it, but I'm willing to do it and I'm willing to fail along the way. And it wasn't always like that. I, I originally, I showed up with a ton of ego, which I know is probably hard for you to hear from me, but you know me at this point, you know, that's also not a surprise, but in the beginning, I thought it was about, I had to act like I was making the most money that I was doing the best that people had to learn from me. I'm like, who was I? I hadn't proven myself yet. I hadn't, I hadn't shown up. I hadn't tried enough. I hadn't put my dues in. And now I realize I couldn't have been more wrong the whole time. Life is, is learned, you know, and we just, we have to try and see where we end up and just be resilient enough to decide what that next stage is. And again, that's why I'm so grateful for you, Jackie. You've, you've helped me through a lot of those phases over the last four years. Mm. Let's talk about the, the last four years specifically, because we have, I started this episode saying that we have been building lockstep and in 2019, I think it was nearing, we were nearing 2020. It was like the, the December, 2019. So before any of this COVID stuff happened, we were dreaming big and we had both come to this realization that our gifting and what we wanted to create in the world were these agencies and we were going to go build them essentially kind of side by side, you building, leveraging technology to support entrepreneurs. And I'll let you talk about that here in a minute. And mine was more around the people aspect of it. And so for the last four years, not only have we had the opportunity to grow together as friends, we've actually had the opportunity to grow together as business partners and really building teams together. So share a little bit about the last four years, because I also gave a secret away that you now own the mastermind. So people are probably trying to pull together, like, how did this all come about? And how are you sitting here today owning the mastermind that you were once a part of four years ago? So let's let's pull that string a little bit and talk about the last four years a bit more in depth. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the 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 moral of that story is a lot can happen in a short period of time, mm-hmm. even when you don't think it's possible, right? But again, that willingness to show up and just give it a shot, right? Uh, when we first met, when I joined the mastermind, that very first round, so it, it has been four years now. Think about it. It was that was March of 2019. So yeah, it's, it's been four 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 full years. It's crazy. When I first joined, I didn't know what I was doing. I had just stepped away from my objectively successful last startup, which I left in the Bay Area, and we re- we were I was I was starting over again. I was I was thinking about what I wanted to do. I was was kind of tired. I wasn't tired of tech. I was tired of SaaS type companies. I had spent the last decade of my life at that point trying, building, launching companies. I was still coding, and I just knew that if I wanted to get to that next level whatever that next level was for me, I couldn't be a coder anymore. I had to do it from a way that I had to let go of what was my safety blanket. Because I knew that as long as I was a coder and I was on top of my game, let me let me, let me me back up for a minute. I knew the long haul for me wasn't to be a software engineer for the rest of my life. I just knew. I didn't know why, but I just knew. 
Therefore, I told myself the only way I know I can get to that next level, whatever that is, is I have to find a way to grow from it. If, if I just hold on to that, if I'm always profiled, self-profiling as I'm a software engineer, I can build your dreams, all this stuff. It's a one-to-one -one thing. I was, I was trading my time for money. And I knew that the only way to get to that next level, it wasn't to keep hopping and get a contract, you know, with Google and then Facebook and charge more and do that kind of stuff. Cause there's, my girls were getting older. I wanted to have more time. I wanted to find ways that I could lead at a higher level. I had to find a way to be able to disconnect my direct time in exchange for revenue and growth and something that was scalable. And I hadn't figured that out. I hadn't figured that out yet. So I'd come to learn about Chris and Lori Harder and, uh, and their whole family and what, you know, what they had launched. Um, I decided to join that very first one and I showed up and I didn't know what I wanted, but I was starting to, I was making money. I was still a coder and I was part of my, my transition. I wanted to get away from that and I wanted to find ways that I could grow. Well, one thing I, I'd never done personally outside of using different agencies and firms and things like that was hiring. So we initially had some things to talk about because you had had so much experience with building teams and I was fascinated by it. But over that first year or so, that's when I started showing up differently. I started getting creative. I started finding ways to use tech that I knew to do more with it that didn't require software engineering. So that's where I'll kind of leave that, that chapter because once I gave myself the space to get creative and to be open to what's possible that didn't require my expertise in that one piece, that's when everything really changed for me. And that's when I had some ideas. I got some early clients, one of which I probably won't mention on the podcast just because still a client, one of my longest running ones, but a very big name. And it was all because of relationships, right? We understand the importance of relationships, but when you have something of value to offer, and you've already nurtured that relationship, it goes a long way. And that was some of my early funding for this next round of what I was looking forward to doing. And then I remember the day I reached out to you, I was like, Jackie, it's working. Like I have this idea. I, I, I got a paying client. I can't do this. Help. <laughs> and you coached me through it and we did it. And ever since then, you've, you've helped me with my hiring and coaching me through it. And it's it's been incredible to see what's possible over those years of just continuing to refine and to figure it out along the way. And fast forward a little bit, grew that agency out, highly profitable, struggled on sales. Dear friend of mine, RT Custer, I'd known him through Fast Foundations as well. Uh, we we had both left Fast Foundations. We had joined Chris's Elite Mastermind. He joined as well. Didn't know about it. We bunked uh, one time for, you know, we split the rooms. Like Chris throws, you know, he always has them in these bougie hotels, right? So we were like, yes, please, let's split a room. The last thing we need is our own room at this, these places. And he ended up asking a lot of questions similar to the ones I was asking. He had launched a creative agency as well. He had plenty of sales and, and marketing and everything lined up, but he was struggling on the operational side. If you have been paying attention to what I'm talking about. I'm a very operations-driven person. So we found that where we overlaid our, our org charts and our, our expertise and everything, it actually made sense that we just merge our companies. So we combined my company, his company, became Carter and Custer, and we grew a fairly large team that you're very aware of. And it was going great. It was really going great. We we had a blast through 20. Um, into 2021, into 2022, 
we found this unique opportunity along the way where Chris had mentioned to us that he was thinking about closing down Fast Foundations and we just flat out didn't want to let that happen. And we made him an offer and we said, if you sell it to us, we will do it bigger and better than you ever wanted to do. And for anybody who mentors anybody, you know, that is the single best opportunity that somebody that a mentee can ever come to you with that says, you've given me enough confidence, courage, and runway to be able to believe that I've got this and I can go do something better than you. And Chris was, first of all, he was like, hell yeah, let's go. (laughs) We worked it out and they're still part of it, which is great, but we now run it. Um, and we've turned it into a brand. We have a podcast as well. Um, we, we teach the principles that we're, we're doing in person. We're starting to throw different events. We just had our first retreat a little earlier this year and we're continuing to refine it and try new things. And it's a ton of fun. Um, and it also comes with challenges and it comes with meeting different kinds of team and everything in between. So recently I, I decided to downsize the creative agency, just economic climate, challenges with sales. Um, and really, I just, I, I started to run out of time and I started to get too busy. It, it wasn't just me. It was, it was a bigger conversation. We don't have to get into that unless you want to. But for me, I just decided that it wasn't worth taking so much time away from my family, not being able to show up correctly to my team and being too diverted with attention that we really couldn't serve just one really good user base. And that user base is that entrepreneur going back to our roots. Like I just love serving entrepreneurs that were at my stage. And it's not because I'm so much higher up than them at all. It's nothing like that. RT had got had this idea and we we started really promoting it with the Fast Foundations program, which is we're either two years or two steps ahead. It's probably pick one because it's rarely even ever both. So if we can just help you get two steps or two years, you know, save, save you some time. That's what we're here for is we just love paying that back. Mm. And Jackie, I'd like to think you're in that exact same boat, right? You, you help coach and, and teach people these people principles about the way to show up and to do this. Yes, YouTube University is out there. You can figure this out on your own, but this is why you hire coaches. This is why you get in rooms like this. And this is why you keep your friends very close because you're going to need them at some point. And the relationships are the strongest things to get you through the good times and the hard times. Mm. Thank you for openly sharing. And if you're listening, yes, he did do all of that in the last four years. When we, when we've been growing it together, it's felt like lifetimes, but when we actually sit here and just reflect on the timing four in four years, created a business, merged with the business partner, scaled that to multiple million dollars. He bought a mastermind that frankly changed both of our lives and serves that community, built a team to run that, and then also had also downsized a company and is now into this next chapter. And that all happened within four years. And it comes from the stem of willingness to lean in, willingness to invest in yourself and get in these rooms, willingness to create friendships and maintain friendships. Because there's a lot of people, there there was 40 of us in that initial room. And then that's kind of scaled and grown over the last 
you know, four or five years that Fast Foundations has been around and it takes time to invest in relationships. It takes time to like build meaningful relationships of people who you're going to go and build these businesses with. And it's, it's incredible. And I just want to acknowledge you for all that you have been through and done in the last four years. And I'm not sure how many opportunities you have to just sit with a mic in front of you and actually just explain out that way of all the things that have unfolded for you since 2019. Yeah, thank you for that. And I sit back sometimes and wonder, what was I thinking too? <laughs> but the what it comes down to is if you're showing up every day and you're growing and you're you're standing in the joy that you're creating and you're doing what lights you up and it takes care of your quality of life, you feel that you're growing inside, you're you feel that you're growing externally as well. Your, your network is growing. And then, and then you, you take that as one sort of care package, like, you know, put all that together and then compare it to the alternative. Why not? <laughs> you know, I, I was, I was, I was talking to Val, um, for everybody listening, uh, Valerie's my wife, uh, 15 years this year, um, happily married, love of my life. And we were, we're finishing this nightmare of a pool project in our backyard and still not done. Um, I bought this pool in uh, 2020, by the way. And yes, for those that are paying attention, it is 2023. So um, that's a different conversation for a different podcast topic, but uh, just bear with me. There's, there's this one chunk of concrete from this old footing for where a fence used to be. And I've, I've just put off like getting rid of it. And we were spending some time yesterday and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to run to the local Home Depot. I'm going to rent a jackhammer and I'm just going to take care of this thing. Like I had, they have like this four hour rental window. That's the cheapest. And I was like, okay, perfect. I'm going to get this done. It's going to be off my plate. Beautiful day outside. Girls are playing. The dog's sitting in the sun. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm using this jackhammer, right? This is the tech coder that, you know, we're... We're not going to talk about my my muscular fit and everything. I hope Valerie took a video. I think she snuck <laughs> one. She hasn't shown me yet, but I think she snuck one. But you see where this conversation is going is, um, first of all, any blue collar worker that is listening to this, I have the utmost respect for what you do. And in no way am I belittling this profession or anything like it. But when I was working with my hands, sweating and all this stuff, I asked myself for a minute, I'm like... Every time I think about is all this entrepreneur stuff, you know, crazy and worth it and everything. I, I, I sit back and I say, yeah, because some people are built for, for roles like that and they crush it and they're amazing at it and they can be admired by other people. And I, for, for a minute, it took me years to get to that point where I realized that's what people thought about me with technology. And when, when you take all of that, again, just, help me out with this big picture perspective for a minute. You take all those things about the way that you show up and you contrast it with something completely different that you're not used to, that you don't feel you're good at. Like if I actually hired a guy or gal to come in and do this, they probably would have been done with it in about 15 minutes. I think I spent about an hour and a half in the sun because <laughs> I was getting the angles and I was trying to hit it right. I was like, I got to switch the bit out. But I feel like that's the ultimate parable of life and why we show up is when you're great at something, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't explore it and, and try to be better at it all the time. But still, like 
when you think about, God, is it worth it? Well, damn it, just try something different and ask yourself, what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. And and that's what I sit with every time is when I think, yeah, this is complicated. Yeah, this is expensive. Yeah, this is stressful. Yeah, this is frustrating. Yeah, this is wild. Yeah, there's so many unknowns, but what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. And yesterday I gave myself one more reminder of why I need to keep showing up. And it's the same for you, Jackie. I know hiring through the pandemic and everything in between with this global climate I mean, let's, let's just call it the way it is in full transparency. You've been hiring for me and I'm no longer hiring. Mm-hmm. That affects you because mm-hmm. I, I, I pay you for your services and we all feel it in some way. But does that mean that you should just give up and go do something else? Well, no, because you're great at what you do. And the more that we can focus on that and remind ourselves that this next version is just the iterative version of our next best self that did it for me. Mm. I also think that there's a piece of both of us deep in our like ethos and our values that shows up time and time again. I laugh because it's my last name spelled a little bit differently. We have both come at life and entrepreneurship from a place of service. How can What we do, yes, don't get me wrong, we're looking to build profitable businesses and successful businesses and all that great thing, all those great things. And how do we do it from a lens of how we can serve best in this world? You you live out your service through philanthropy. You also live out your service through continuing to step into who you're becoming, the bigger, bolder, broader leader of yourself Because that then creates different opportunities for others to step into who they're meant to be in their life as well. And so service is something that's always been an undertone that you and I connect on just innately. Can you talk about as you think about your next chapter and where we're going next, running the mastermind, you can also share about what else has been coming up for you. How are you thinking about it through the lens of the broader ethos of serving humans and serving more. I I think the best answer to that is that it's undefined for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're always evolving. I I mentioned I'm an Eagle Scout in in scouting. I mean the the ethos of the program is service to God and country and also local community. But it starts with service. Like I grew up in a service mindset and that's what kept me humble, but also finding ways to think about how to how how to grow. So for example, there's there's a I don't want to say it's a concept, but there's a there's a tradition that when when you're a scout and you're at a campsite, that you always leave your campsite better than the way you found it. And it it's a simple parable of life. Like we would want to do that in our local neighborhood. We would want to do that with our children. We would want to do that. Just you you want to be a good human. You you pick up after yourself, you know, those kind of things. So it didn't matter how hot it was, how cold it was, how rainy it was, sometimes even snowing. We would not leave a campsite unless we left it better than the way we found it. Simple. But that's been sort of like a, now it turned into kind of a personal principle, which is, do I always get it right? No. But if I keep it top of mind, then I'm always thinking about it. 
you know, I, we, we were at Disneyland with, with the girls yesterday and it was getting kind of busy and, you know, we kind of made a mess on the table because it got windy and, you know, stuff was blowing everywhere. And the girls were like, okay, let's go. Like they're, they're, the weight, the weight is low. They're like, no, we're picking up after ourselves. And we took the time to like, you know, put everything together. Like those small little things that it would be so easy just to move on to the next thing. When you take your time to think about what is that one little extra thing that you can do to be of service. It wasn't only then until a really friendly worker came up, he'd like, let me finish that for you. And I was like, thank you. That that's that's wonderful of you to offer. But as we walked away, she said, thank you for picking up after yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that until I just started explaining the story. But that that's an element of life. And I feel like that's how we should show up. Therefore, why is it any different personally than it should be professionally, mm -hmm. right? We connected out of wanting to converse with each other and share what we knew. And I think one of my favorite things about the way the Harders built fast foundations in in that programming was you should show up and want to give more than you can receive because you always get more in the end let's be mm -hmm. honest right think about some of the best things that's happened to you in life it's likely because you weren't connected to the outcome the outcome came to you and what's the best way that the outcome can come to you you have to be open for it what's the best way to be open for it well you show up and you show that you're worthy of it it took me years to understand that, Jackie. Years. Like I'm 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 embarrassed to say how long it took me to actually finally believe it. You've helped me get there because mm -hmm. you've helped me tap into a little bit of that woo side and everything else. But whether it's picking up after yourself or your campsite or just trying to give a little bit without expectation, it all comes back. And that's what's kept our relationship strong over the years. That's what we continue to thrive to do more of when we grow out and we we make new contacts and the more that you can be of service of others it helps you even in the times that you you feel like you don't have anything left because i'll tell you we we before we started recording here we were checking in and you were asking me you know how you doing i know we just went through a lot that first of all shows your integrity to our relationship and and keeping up with me, which I'm very appreciative of. But I realized that going through what I just went through of downsizing the company and everything that came with it, first of all, I have an incredible business partner that's been my confidant and I can run things by him and, and we're able to figure it out together. But I have never in my life had more people reach out to me, check in on me, blindly call me, FaceTime, send things to the house, I got some cards. I somebody sent a bottle of scotch. Like, and I didn't ask for any of that. Am I saying I deserved it? That's irrelevant. My point is when you show up and you give without expectation and you build these bonds and these the you just just when you think you don't need them, you need them the most. Mm -hmm. And it all comes from service. And mm -hmm. and that's why we bonded so early is because I knew you had that element to you and you knew that I had it in me mm -hmm. and look where we are today. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for sharing that story and the, how, how you see how service has played into your life and how you're instilling those same belief systems in your daughters, which we talk a lot about parenting because we're both raising daughters and we often land there in terms of how do we want to show up in the world so that we can 
be proof to them is exactly what you said before. All right. I want to, I want to fast forward a little bit and talk about future forward. You've just moved through a massive transition. And now as we create space to open up the next chapter for Jim Carter, what are you diving into? What, what are your, what are your passions today? And how do you want to serve in the world in a greater way? Well, the, the interesting change to my day-to-day after everything that I just mentioned I went through is it's actually given me a lot more time to get back into that creative mindset. Now, if you remember, we just talked about how I knew the next level for me meant that I couldn't be a programmer anymore. I, I needed to disconnect from that piece. Now, I'm I'm far past my prime as a coder because I don't code anymore. The only time I kind of experiment with it is when a nonprofit reaches out and I just want to have some fun and, you know, kind of help out with them. But with the, with the household name and the greater accessibility of, uh, of artificial intelligence and mixed reality type of media, I've just, I've been an advocate of this for a long time. And I realized that now more than ever, I'm taking it as my duty to actually take what I know and to continue to continue to push that forward. So, in fact, I, I've never been more interested in getting back to coding than now with what you can do with AI, which which is fascinating because it's one of the biggest, if not maybe even bigger, opportunities for humanity than let's even just say the personal computer, just because of what this is going to do and is already doing for businesses and for personal life. You, ever, you don't have to use chat GPT and all these different ones, uh, you know, Bing and all, all of the other ones, you know, just for business, they do really awesome things for your personal life too. In fact, I'm already teaching my kids how to use AI because I tell them you're going to use this in your life, probably within the next couple of years, in the same way that I was gifted that unfair advantage at my age, I want them to be gifted that unfair advantage in a way that their dad can offer that to them. So the biggest passionate next thing for me right now is just teaching the untold opportunities of artificial intelligence, mixed reality type media, and making it not scary. You know, mm. I, I understand it at a very deep root, but it takes a very technical mindset to really wrap your head around it. But go zoom back to uh, mastermind days when it was like, what's your superpower? I came to find after repetition after repetition and people just telling me that this is what my superpower is, is I have this insane ability to be able to take an incredibly technical topic or a big picture and just break it down into something that's bite-sized, digestible, and can be explained, very non-technical. So again, I'm doing myself and everybody else a disservice if I don't really explore that and try to pour into that. And that's exciting for me. And the way that I'm making it real is by sharing what I'm doing with people so they see real examples. So one way of doing it, for example, one of the, one of the only services that we kept as part of the agency is our long-form copywriting service. It's something that I'm super passionate about. I've been an SEO for my entire professional career once I sort of got my legs, you know, my sea legs in and figured it all out. And because of implementing AI into that, we were able to cut our price in half, double the output, and make more margin. 
tell me that that's not something that you would love for your business to be able to say you can do something like that and stand behind the finished product. In addition with Fast Foundations and everything we're doing with Growing the Mastermind, we recently ran um, a, a first of its kind event where we brought in some of our friends and we talked about personal branding. And for that whole event, we used GPT and AI to create the, the right way of presenting all the information, the marketing information, and I flat out went on that call and I said, everybody's here because they saw something on this landing page that spoke to them. Would you agree? Of course, you know, virtual hands go up. And I said, everybody's here because they clicked the button to join. Would you agree? Yeah, hands go up. Something on that page spoke to you. Something did it. Well, AI wrote 100% of that page. Yes, we were part of it. We understand marketing, but blew some minds that day, right? Mm -hmm. And I continue to do that because I'm being honest and I'm, I'm showing up the way that it makes sense for me. I'm serving by example. So I love talking about what's possible by being that example yet one more time and just finding ways to implement it into life. And that's really the big focus for me moving forward is continuing to show up, teaching what I know, being open to the things that I don't know, very full circle moment, and then implementing it into our business. So AI now powers a big piece of our Fast Foundations business, and it's only going to grow. And it's only going to give us more reclaimed time. It's only going to bring out more profitability. And it's going to be the example to show small business owners that Fast Foundations is the quickest way to scale their early stage startup, business idea, passion, venture, whatever you want to call it. And we're going to use tech to do it the right way. And that's what I bring to the equation. T is one of my dearest friends. He's like a brother to me as well. We co-run the program. He's an expert marketer. He's even more of a visionary than I am. And I'm very happy and proud to say that he shoots for Pluto and I meet him somewhere around Saturn, but <laughs> we always have like a ripcord that we can pull to get us back to the moon. <laughs> so I love leading with him. And my favorite is I've reclaimed so much time by the choices that I've made to be able to spend more time with my family, to be able to get creative again, and to show up and create content and push this kind of stuff out to be able to serve entrepreneurs. Mm. Every single day, I send Jim at least one Instagram post or a text message to say, can you explain this to me? Because there are so many, there's so much information right now and it can feel overwhelming. So if you're on LinkedIn or Instagram or a friend texts you an article, there's so much about AI right now that it almost feels like you can't go a day without seeing it. And for me, who's non-technical and needs Jim to take complex ideas and really break them down slowly so that I can catch up, it's helpful to have a quote unquote tech guy in your corner who stays on top of the trends and not just stays on top of them intellectually, but actually leverages them on a day-to-day -day basis to kind of trial run and test them out for you. And that's one of the reasons. So Jim and RT as a part of the Fast Foundations Mastermind are running these fast track programs. And it's a reason why I jumped into Jim's when he's doing this fast track about AI because I just want to gain the knowledge and the understanding about what AI is and how it can play into my business. I see daily how you can use AI 
to write better resumes, write better job descriptions, weed out jobs that you may not be, be interested in, make sure that you are prepped as a candidate with interview questions um, to make sure you're going into interviews well-prepared. I see daily articles that are showing and teaching how to use AI to do this. And I just like having a confidant, somebody that I trust and know who can really take these big, broad topics and break them down. And I know a lot of people who are listening are wondering how AI is going to impact them. Maybe maybe you're still in a job and you're wondering, hey, is this going to impact my job? Maybe you're building a business and you're questioning how you need to now think about one more thing in your business. Now I have to think about AI and marketing and sales and, and, and. But what if we could integrate it all? What if it was actually almost like that um, rocket ship that could help you get to the next level faster if you started using it the right way? Right. So if you have not followed Jim, one, he puts out content every day about AI, but two, there's lots of opportunities in order to tap into your knowledge and start to learn more about AI as well. What are the best ways for people to spend some time with you. So if they have very custom specific questions, you can help break those things down together. Uh, thank you, Jackie. Yeah, best way is um, I, I offer free, quick 20 minute calls just to just to serve people. Again, it, it's part of the ethos is tech can be hard, but it doesn't have to be where we have got like the right way of approaching it. So jimcarter.me slash call um, is the quickest way. Book some time with me send a quick little questionnaire over, and then we just kind of deconstruct and figure out where that biggest opportunity is. But just in terms of following along and, and learning, I got a couple ways. Um, first of all, if you're just interested in learning about AI, the basics, and what it's like to maybe build a business with it or to refine yours, our most popular YouTube video, which this is also, I'm a big fan of data, Data doesn't lie. <laughs> and it's our most popular video for the entire Fast Foundations podcast and channel is I teach the principles of ChatGPT and AI. We gave it at one of our main stage sessions at the last round. So if you go to fastfoundations.com slash ChatGPT, that was C-H-A-T-G-P-T. So fastfoundations.com slash ChatGPT. That video is right there. Throw in your email. Um, I've got a little little robot that'll reply and it'll send you the whole deck that you can just copy and paste all the prompts and you can use it. You can just experiment, follow along. We wanted to make that a really interactive uh, way of teaching what it's like, not just to get in the room for Fast Foundations because you need to get in rooms like that, but it's also a great way to truly understand the technology. Other than that, just reach out on social. My, my socials on everything are at causehacker. If you've ever heard of the term growth hacker, a while back, I just got tired of chasing the money. And again, trying to get away from the code, like that heavy hacker type of mentality. So I switched it up and I, I hack for a cause. So I'm at mm. cause hacker on all the socials. Instagram is usually where you can catch me the quickest. Mm, I love that. And to that point, I say this almost daily to somebody, which is get in the rooms. What is happening with Fast Foundation's how can people learn more about it and get access to it? When's the next round? Give us the goods about what's going on with FFM. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I already dropped uh, the the website there, but fastfoundations.com. We're also on Instagram at fast.foundations. If you want to follow along there, we're always posting what we're up to. 
Um, we're always open for applications. It's completely free to apply. The we have a we have a little form that you walk through, and it gets you centered to really think about is it the right one for you. And um, as of now, it's application only. So fill out the application. Takes a few minutes, and then you book some time with us, and we want to make sure it's the right room for you. Um, it's not a click to buy program and that's by design. We want to make sure we, we believe in that room. We protect that room and we, we care about that community that we're fostering. So you're welcome to apply. We would love you to be in there. Type, type, type in there that Jackie sent you. Um, you, you heard our podcast and we'll, we'll be able to know a little bit about what we're thinking about when we, mm. when we get to have a review with you, but we turn away just as many as we accept. Um, and I mean that is because it's not for everybody. If you don't have a business and you just have an idea, well, do something. Get your butt in gear. Try some stuff. Listen to a few more episodes of this podcast and get yourself moving and understanding what it takes to get going. Or jump over to our show and and learn how to do some stuff. We put out everything we know for free and we interview some of the best just like you do, Jackie. So use the resources you have to start, start doing something. And then as soon as you get a little bit of that early traction let us know. And we'd love to be there to give you that community that you probably didn't know you needed because not only would this connection never happen, but all of the jobs, all of the impact, everything that we've collectively, you and I, Jackie, have been able to create has been because of a big piece of us getting into rooms like that. And if it's not one of those, find something that's that's even better for you. Find something that lights you up. It gives you the community and the aspects that you need but we do our very best to really pour into our members and just give them everything they need to get off the ground. Mm. I love it. It was a room that changed my life. I'm still very much involved. I love going back to all of the live in-person sessions and seeing who's still in the room and supporting fellow speakers and just being in the energy of that room. So if you want more information, obviously you can always reach out to me as well from a personal experience standpoint, I am happy to share more. Jim, we could talk for hours and there's going to need to be probably a 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 episode here on our show. Um, if you've listened to something and something was really resonant to you today and you want more, let us know. We would love to continue to serve you, the listener at the highest level. And so if there is something that you want to know more about, please hit us up. And I can guarantee you, I'm going to be asking Jim to come back after we go through this fast track AI program together to do a debrief on what Jim taught, but also what I interpreted and took away from how AI is going to impact us as we move forward. Jim Carter, I love you. Thank you for being here. You are a brother, a dear friend, and I'm excited to see what the next four years are going to bring. Love and appreciate you too, Jackie. Thank you. I can't wait. All right, guys. We'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on The Jackie Service Show.